I can still get a laugh at UCSF when I introduce myself as Bill, Sally Rankin's lovely husband. <laughs> the truth is that I could not conceive of not being her husband. She is and has been for a long time the North Star and the light of my life. But even more, she and I together are the parents of two wonderful, wonderful offspring. And thus I turn now to a few remarks I hope I can make credibly about Father's Day. In the United States, when a woman named Sonora Smart David heard a sermon about Anna Jarvis's creation of Mother's Day, Sonora dedicated herself to starting a similar holiday to honor fathers. This occasion was first celebrated on the third Sunday of June in 1910 in Spokane, Washington. Sonora th then lived there and successfully petitioned the local ministerial alliance to initiate the event. Her father, William Jackson Smart, had been a farmer, then a Union soldier in the Civil War, a sergeant in the Arkansas 1st Battery Light Artillery. After his wife died, giving birth to their sixth child, he raised all six as a single parent. It wasn't until 1972 that President Nixon made Father's Day a permanent national holiday to occur on the third Sunday in June. I'd like to mention a personal experience I had concerning a father and his son, and then close with a bit about a religious dimension to that kind of relationship. Possibly the first time I deeply saw and felt the love of a father for his offspring was at the Huntington Memorial Hospital in Pasadena. Still in my 20s, I was summoned one day to the hospital because a 19-year-old, Christopher, had been struck and gravely injured by a speeding car. A neurosurgeon told me that the boy was dying. I went into a sparse room with Christopher, comatose, his body naked on a table, but for a towel across his middle. I waited for his father to arrive. 
that finally happened. And for an extended time, the dad and I stood silent and unmoving beside Christopher's prone body as the father intently beheld his son. Eventually, he put his hand on the boy's shoulder and said, have a good trip, son. There was nothing else he could do. The suffering was excruciating, but profound was the love. I'll never forget it. I'd like just now to add that this very morning I received a text message from a dear friend in this congregation. He remarked that being a father was the greatest honor of his life. He added that on this Juneteenth weekend, he also held in mind the suffering of enslaved fathers who lost their children because their owners sold them away to other slave holders. I was greatly moved by that, and I mention it now to introduce the conclusion of a play by Mark Connolly. It was written in 1929 and dedicated to the playwright's mother. In its day, it was quite well known. It is entitled The Green Pastures and is set in a heaven populated by African Americans. In the style of its time, it incorporates the patois of the Deep South. If the play had a subtitle, it might be How God the Divine Father Himself Learned Compassion Through the Suffering of His Son. Here is the closing scene lightly edited by me. The archangel Gabriel says to God, you look a little pensive, Lord. God nods his head. Gabriel continues, you've been sitting here looking this way an awful long time. Is it something serious, Lord? Very serious, Gabriel. Lord, is the time come for me to blow? Not yet, Gabriel. I'm just thinking. What about, Lord? About something the boy told me. Something about Hosea and himself, how they found something. What, Lord? Mercy through suffering. He said, I'm trying to find it too. 
It's awful important. It's awful important to all the people on my earth. Did he mean that even God must suffer? A stage direction. God continues to look out over the audience. And then a look of surprise comes into his face. He sighs. In the distance, a voice cries, Oh, look at him. Oh, look. They're going to make him carry it up that high hill. They're going to nail him to it. Oh, that's a terrible burden for one man to carry. God rises and murmurs, yes, as if in recognition. The heavenly beings have been watching him closely, and now they draw back. All the angels burst into hallelujah, King Jesus, as the lights fade away. The singing becomes fortissimo, curtain. Here is the point of it. Even the Almighty, the presumably omnipotent and omniscient Father God, learns through his son's suffering to be a God of mercy, forgiveness, loving kindness. So throughout the creation, all the children may hope for compassion, understanding, appreciation, and love. On this day, in churches throughout our country, we Christian fathers have a chance to redefine and reestablish ourselves as we truly are, images, however imperfect, of the merciful, caring, loving, and suffering Father of all, the Father God of all creation who is in heaven.